Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I'm really excited to introduce you to our guest today. Lorna Taylor is an Instagram coach and manager. Lorna helps busy entrepreneurs to successfully and organically master Instagram, turn posts into profit and grow their business online. She creates content ideas, courses, resources for women in business who want to work with an expert and offers one-to-one coaching for more personalized support. She helps them to post with purpose, turn followers into customers and feel confident sharing their personality and brand story on social media. She's just launched her own podcast, Tales from the Gram, which is a podcast full of success stories, lessons, and tips to help you master Instagram and learn from the accounts doing it best. Lorna, hello, and thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Hi, no problem. It's nice to be here. I am so excited. This has been in the calendar for a few weeks, if not a couple months now, and I am so excited that you are here with me today. But before we get into all things Instagram, which for me is a bit like Google rabbit hole, I would love it if you could tell us a little bit more about you and your story. Brilliant. Okay. Well, yeah, so I am an Instagram coach now, but a couple of years ago before um, I started my own business, I was actually a primary school teacher. I used to teach kids all day long and that was my thing and that was my career until um, I had my two boys and I realised that that probably wasn't the career for me and it didn't really fit with how I wanted it to work around family life. And while I was on maternity leave, I started to, you know, hang out on Instagram more and chat to other mummies and network with people. And I just fell in love with the platform and I made some great friendships on there and connected with a lot of people And I tried my hand a few different little projects and businesses and bits and pieces through Instagram. And I just really, really liked the community on there. Really, it really suited me and I got it. And I sort of got to a point where I realized that I knew quite a lot about it. And people would ask me for help with their Instagram and people would ask me how to do stuff on there. I just got to a point where I thought, you know what, I know quite a lot of stuff that's going to help people. So this could be my 180. And I sort of have started up very recently my own Instagram coaching business. Mm. And so when were you introduced to Instagram? How did that all come about? Because I know personally, I've been using it since my business existed, which has been about 15 months. I've had an account, but never really used it because quite frankly, I don't understand it. But where did you, (laughs) where were you introduced to it? How did that all come around? Oh, I think I had my own personal one from the very beginning, from like, what, six or seven years ago, maybe, you know, your own, you know, when it was really, really new and it was all just pictures of people's food and it was all just like really filtered images. 
because it was a very photo-based platform. It's only when when my youngest was born, so that was about three years ago, when I sort of opened up a new account and took it a little bit more seriously and got better at taking better photos and showing up consistently and reaching out to people. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I would love, right, if you haven't got a notebook and a pen, (laughs) now is the time to get it because I have no doubt that Lorna is going to share so many goodies with you. So make sure that you're prepared to write some notes because we are about to learn some stuff. I am ready to be educated, (laughs) Lorna. The floor is yours. Let's delve into some of the basics of Instagram. So as I mentioned, I've been using it for about 15 months, but I do keep chopping and changing it. Everything like from my profile, how do I write captions? Oh my gosh, hashtags don't even get me started in the world of hashtags. And obviously there's lots of different ways that you can share content on Instagram. So let's start with the basics of setting up your profile. What does a good profile look like? Okay, so there are a couple of key things with your profile. Your bio is the very first thing that people see when they come into contact with your account. It is where they're going to get a first impression of you and your business. So there are a couple of key things that I think need to be really obvious and really clear to be able to turn somebody from a stranger into a follower. So I like seeing somebody's face in their profile picture. And if you're the face of your business, that just makes sense to me. Your face needs to be on there so people can put a face to the account. If you don't have a great photo or you'd rather use your logo, that's absolutely fine. But then there's other ways that you need to be showing up with your face so that people can see who it is they're going to be working with. So profile picture is key. In the actual like body bit of the bio, you're a little bit limited with characters, but I think there's some key things that you need to have in there. You need to tell people who you help and how you help them and what they will get if they follow your account. So rather than just listing your services or your products or, hey, I sell this, if you make it really clear who it's for and how you help them, that makes it a lot more appealing for your ideal client if they come across you to then go, ah, this is the perfect account for me, I will follow along. So to turn them from some complete stranger to someone who's then going to come into your world. The other thing that I see, well, I don't see enough of is like a really, really, I say stupidly clear call to action stupidly clear like you think it's obvious but it's not you have to tell people if you want them to dm you for a call or you want them to click the link in your bio somewhere in all those characters you need to put a little something in there about what you want them to do next because if you don't tell them they don't do it so that needs to be clear or whatever it is you want them to do do you want them to check out your story highlights do you want them to comment on your recent post like whatever it is you want people to do tell them really clearly to do it in your bio. That's a really good point. I've done like book a call or work with me, but being able to direct them to a story, especially if you're launching something, that's quite clever. I hadn't thought of that. See, so really we've got our first tip in like the first five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's your profile. So the next bit below that would be 
obviously your captions. So as you mentioned before, Instagram is a photo sharing app. I know a few months ago that they announced that they're coming away from that. I can't quite keep up with the changes at Instagram, quite frankly. Don't worry, I keep up with the changes. I'm the one that keeps up with the changes. Good. Well, I did did catch that memo because, you know, it made a big hoo-ha all over every social media platform. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about captions. So obviously the image could be, and we'll come on to this, a graphic, a carousel, a video, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll come on to that in a little bit. But the captions is the text that comes below that portion. What makes a good caption? Okay, so I think you have to be clear on the purpose or the goal of the post, first of all, because that will dictate... It will dictate the visual, but it will also dictate what then goes in the caption below. So, for example, right, you might want to share a post that tells somebody a little bit about your business story, you know, how you got into your business or, you know, like a bit of a throwback. You can tell people about your entrepreneurial journey. You're probably going to pick a lovely image of you busy in your business because that's what you're talking about. And the caption underneath will probably be a fairly long caption of you talking and telling your story as if you were chatting to a friend, but you'd be telling them, you know, a bit like how I've just done my introduction here, like you'd be telling somebody about your business journey. So that caption goes with the visual and goes with the purpose of the post. If I was going to do a post that is completely different, I might put a post out And the point of that is to get lots of engagement. I want to see lots of people commenting on this post. I want to make sure that I'm connecting with lots of people. I'm probably going to put a different kind of visual out there that maybe, maybe a graphic that asks a question or has a quote on it or something controversial. And in that caption below, I might repeat what's written on the graphic, but I might then open it up and invite people to add their comment to the conversation how do you feel about this? Tell me in the comments what you would do or tell me in the comments what you prefer, what you're up to today, what have you just done, whatever it is it's about. You put a stupidly clear call to action in there to get people to comment because that's the purpose of the post. So your caption has to then marry up with the visual and the purpose of the post and they'll be different, all the different formats on Instagram. Yes, we'll come on to that in a minute. (laughs) which is a whole nother episode in itself but you made a good point about repetition and I've seen people do that should we repeat so if the caption says I don't know answer question like you said or a quote should the first line of the caption repeat what's in that graphic it can do it doesn't have to I mean the if you've got a question in your graphic that's enough of a hook because it's, you know, it's opening the conversation. You don't have to repeat it underneath. You could just say in your caption, put your answer here or a little little emoji. I like the little emoji that just points down to get people to, that you know, that's where you need to be. So you don't have to because the hook is already in the graphic. But if the hook's not in the graphic, if you've used a photo, then that first line of your caption does need to hook somebody in. So I think you only get maybe like a line and a half. I can't remember the character limit before you then have to click see more. So in that line and a half, that's where you want to add your question or your hook or your eye-catching statement 
to make them click more, read the rest of it, get to the call to action to then do the next bit. Okay. There's a whole process. It's not just, yeah, there's so much thought behind it. I'm aware. Like, I haven't got the book to show you, but I have like a book dedicated to just Instagram because I just, there's just a lot, as you said, there's a lot. So I just wanted to touch on emojis. Instagram seems to be the one platform where emojis, you just go for it. Would you agree? Like, what's the thing? <laughs> Is there like, should you use yeah. five, should you use 20, like, or be sensible? No, I think emojis are a good way to save on the character limit. Ah. So, you know, you can pop them in your you can pop them in your bio and stuff if you're finding that you you know, you can't quite fit all the words in that you need in the character yeah. limit. So, I think that's where they get used a lot or they get used as bullet points yes, sometimes I to break text up. Yeah. But they remind me, I don't know whether this will um this will make, relate to you, but it kind of reminds me of when I was like 12 you know like when you get your first phone we had those text message character limit things you know oh, like i can't remember no don't act like you're really no, young we and are really the same, old. no we're probably the same age but i only came here at 18 i never i never had a first phone at that age my dad was really strict <laughs> you know like the old nokias and stuff where you had to pay per text message and you yeah. had to pay yeah. yeah, and the whole that gave birth to the whole like text language of like shortening all your messages into text language to save on character limit. So like shortening words, you do. shortening words. Like so instead of please, PLS. Is that what you mean? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, the whole point gotcha. of that yeah. was to save character limits, wasn't it? So that you don't have to send two messages; you yeah. only send one because <laughs> it used to send you te- used to cost you ten p a message. So it's that same kind of vibe <laughs> that you're trying to save character limits. You're trying to put more into the space that you've got. Okay. That's <laughs> taken us back a little bit, Lorda. Now you've got me thinking, gosh. <laughs> okay. No, that's really helpful. Thank you. And in terms of captions, what works well on Instagram? Because I see some, I mean, I've got a short attention span, but I do see some that could be a very small mini book. Like, is it mm. short captions? Not short, short. But what works best? Short, long? Depends on the type of post? I think it depends on, oh, a whole range of factors. It depends on how much time you've got. It depends on whether you, uh, being honest, it depends on whether you share that kind of side of your personality and your, you know, your life, whether you want to go into these long-winded stories about everything um, if you're not that kind of person, that's not going to suit you. I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it. It's personal preference. Okay. There isn't anything that says it's got to be X, Y, and Z length. It's completely up to you. And I do a range of both. I sometimes will do the long captions and then I'll sometimes do literally just comment with what you think underneath and I will mix it up. So okay. there's no, it's completely up to you. And have you seen any difference in your engagement depending on which one you use or not really? If it's an engagement post, it won't be necessary for me to write a big long caption. Right, It would just be, you know, tell me your preference, A or B, or tell me, you know, so it won't need that. Whereas the longer stories tend to relate to people a bit more. So when they do comment on it, they're like, oh God, my son used to do that too. Or I found it really difficult at the beginning as well. And so it will be on a different level and it will be on a bit more of a more relatable level. And I tend to find that those kinds of posts actually get people to DM me a bit more, even though I haven't asked them to. 
But because I've shared something that's quite personal, they may want to take the conversation into the DMs instead. Ah, okay, interesting. That is one of my, well, with any social media platform, there is a lot of emphasis on, you know, get people into your DMs, get people into your DMs. So that's very interesting, that example that you've given, because that's one thing that I haven't quite worked out (laughs) myself. I think it's very much salesy. It is a lack of, or not lack of, it's a sales mindset. Oh, I don't want, because I don't, people do it to me. They'll follow me and then straighten my DMs selling God knows what. Um, So it's a turn off for me. I wouldn't do that, but still, I don't know how to quite approach it. Have you got any tips for that? Okay, so this is where Instagram stories are the shortcut to people's DMs. This mm, is what I say. Yeah. And this is this is different to how DMs and Facebook Messenger work, how it works on the Facebook platform because um, of the way the notifications work. So if you watched somebody's story, so say I watched your Instagram story and you asked a question or I fancied replying, I could send you an emoji and a hey or whatever. That response will go straight to your inbox. It will go to your direct messages and it will open up a conversation in your inbox. Even though all I've done is maybe send you an emoji, nothing groundbreaking, but it's opened that sort of conversation and you can reply to it within the the inbox space. And so we can start chatting there because we've already, you know, we've had that interaction um, so I say that Instagram stories is like a shortcut to people's inboxes because you don't have to do that cold message of, hi, I've just started following you and I wonder if you'd be interested in blah, 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 which you're just going to ignore. But if somebody responded to a story of yours and joined in with one of your polls, do you know what I mean? It's a softer way of just opening the doors and it might not lead to a sales conversation, but there might need to be stuff that happens between that before you even get to the salesy bit. And that's the bit that can happen in the DMs. Gotcha. And that's a great segue into the different types of ways that you can share on Instagram. So Instagram stories is one. Of course, you have individual graphics, carousels, reels, IG. Is it IGTV now or IG Live? Because I know they've made some changes. There's so many different ways. So could you, from a well entrepreneur or podcaster point of view, it doesn't really matter, what would you use what for, <laughs> basically? so Okay, this is perfect. I've just done an episode on this. So your feed posts, your single photos, yes, your single photos or graphics are great for storytelling. They're great for introducing something. They're great for spotlighting a product. Because you've got the option then to have longer captions. You've got the option then to put hashtags on. And they're the ones that live on your feed. So they need to be quite visual because they will be sitting on your profile. And, you know, people check out your last nine to get a vibe from you. So it needs to be quite a strong visual. You've also got carousels, which are multiple images. And carousels have got a lot more popular because people have clocked on that a single feed image appears once in somebody's feed and then they've seen it. But a carousel, if there's five images in a carousel, that means there's five opportunities for somebody to see that in their news feed. Ah, okay. So I don't know whether you'll have noticed, but the first time you see it, you will see the first image. Yeah. And then you can keep scrolling. And at a different point in time, that post can come back up again, but the second image will be 
on the post. Yeah. And it may even come up a third time where the third image um, is on the post. So you can see that one multiple times. So the more images you have, the more opportunities you have for somebody to see that. And it lends itself well to information type posts, educational posts, because you can split the information over multiple images. It lends itself to showing a journey or a process if you maybe, you know, want to talk about your entrepreneurial journey or the journey of your business or how you make a product, you can show that in various stages. So it lends itself to that as well. Instagram stories is where more engagement happens. And Instagram stories, I like to think of as the bridge between your beautifully created profile grid and what happens in real life. So it's somewhere in between it's where you can share your what's going on in your life in real time, behind the scenes. You get to talk to people as if you would in real life. And people like seeing that side of the business. They like seeing the behind the scenes because we're all nosy. So we like <laughs> knowing what's going on behind all the edited and fancy stuff that you put on your profile. People like that. And there's a whole menu of stickers. I don't know if you're a fan of stickers. Yes. There's I am. a whole menu of engagement stickers. And the whole point of them is that Instagram, you have them to make it easy for people to engage with you. So if it's going to be difficult for somebody to answer your question, they're not going to spend the time doing it. But if it's easy to just click a yes or a no, they're more likely to do that. There's less thought process that goes into that. It's easy to just click a yes or a no or a A and a B. Or, you know, um, there's a poll sticker, there's a question sticker, there's a slider sticker, there's quizzes, there's an add yours, which is a fairly new one, where you can respond with a photo as well. So they using the stickers makes it easy for people to engage. So that's why you get higher engagement on Instagram stories. Reels. Are you a fan of Reels? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> they are the Marmite. I get a lot of mixed, mixed No, views. I do. I'm probably more in the yes. I think, was it back in June or July, I did a 30-day personal challenge, did a reel every day, just because before Ooh, that I was really how did scared. that go? It went really well. It helps me become confident on video. So anyone that's listening, you know, just do it. Because I threw my, I did like a calendar, A3 piece of paper, marked it up by the day and then I just did one you know worked out the ideas before and then just did them I don't batch which something I should do but it was good and it helps me I achieved my goal of being confident on video but yeah I just you know what it is what I'm about to say is probably a hashtag issue which we will come to in a minute but yes you do kind of get at the beginning wrapped up in the metrics oh my gosh only 30 people looked <laughs> it's normal but then you get into a bit of a rhythm and then random people follow you. But I think that's more of a hashtag thing. So I spend a lot of my time unfollowing people. I probably shouldn't say that on this episode. No, I do the same. But yeah, like, unfollow, no, no. unfollow, unfollow. <laughs> but I do love them. And they're good for, as an entrepreneur, really, if you get the hashtag thing right or, you know, you know what you're doing, attracting the right people because it has more reach than anything else, right? Yeah, so because of how reels are prioritized in the algorithm, you will get more reach from a real post compared to a feed post. It's just the way that Instagram have set up the algorithm. 
because they know that people like watching reels yeah, and having that short for yeah because they like watching the short little video you know what our attention spans are like <laughs> yeah i do 15 seconds is all some people want to watch before they scroll on to the next thing anyway so having that short form video people want to watch it so people want to create it and so they've just said you know what we'll, we're going to go all in and mm. make that a really big part of the platform because people like it and they want obviously they want people to stay on the platform so that's why they've incorporated it so the reach that you get on a reel arguably i would say trump's hashtags and trump's what people can do with sharing in your stories and things like that so it's really really worth thinking about like if one of your goals is to grow your account and grow your audience and reach new people to be strategic with saying, okay, I'm going to share two reels a week or three a week or whatever you can commit to with the goal in mind of this is going to be seen by new people to try and get them into my audience. Okay. I had two questions that I did not write down. I've already forgotten the first one. (laughs) But the point that you just made, how do I attract the right people? So obviously I work with female coaches and you just made a point about hashtags. So... I know they say use 30 and now they say use five and some people say use 15, whatever that is. But hashtags on reels, how do I attract my female coaches using a reel? Okay, so with a reel, it's really crucial to have some kind of hook in the first three seconds, okay? People are scrolling, there's loads and loads of stuff out there. If you don't hook somebody in within the first three seconds, they're probably not going to watch the rest of it. No matter Mm. how good it is and how good your caption is, they're not even going to see it. So you need to have a good hook. And there are three things that I think really help to hook people in. One is your face. People statistically stop for a face over just a cover image of a graphic, say. People will stop for something that moves really, really quickly across the screen So a really quick transition or something that moves really quick within the first one or two seconds, like, you know, like we're like cats, we're just like (laughs) our attention will just go straight there because something has moved quickly. Yeah. Um, And the third thing is, is to have some text, have the text um, there from the very beginning that gives a headline that asks a question that says something intriguing that people are going to read and then go, oh, I might need to know about that. So if you can have some kind of hook within the first three seconds, then people are more likely to watch the rest. People are then more likely to read the caption and to do the rest. So maybe in your hook, you need to be really clear about what you're, what you're saying to whoever it is that you're targeting. Right. So should one be, well, you've seen my reels. I can't think of one right now, but should I, or should someone listening be specific to their audience. So for example, if they work with business coaches, should they say business coach? Yeah. Or or I've seen some really, really niche ones that are like, hey, are you a business coach trying to get your next client? That's what the text would say. Or have you started your podcast yet? And it's speaking to the exact person that you want to attract So for you as an example, if you're trying to target people who are looking to start their own podcast, you want to use hooks like, hey, have you started your podcast yet? Or 
here are th- three things you need to know before you even start your podcast or here are um, three reasons why it's good to start a podcast before the end of the year or something like that that's really, really niche and really, really speaking to them. And if that reel is shown to people who are not your ideal client, it's absolutely fine. They just might enjoy it. They just might not come and follow you because their stuff is not relevant to you. But that's just how it works. Okay, that makes sense. So my other question was around music. I see people do reels with music and it's so clever. Is there, so for example, if their caption or their reel is about buying a car and they might find music that has that lyric in it that matches their caption. How the hell (laughs) do they do that? Are they spending that time or do you think they already knew the song? So, you know, it just made sense. But I'm absolutely fascinated by how people are able to match up the music with the content so well. Yeah, there was a bit of time earlier on in the year after one of the updates when you could search for audio. There was a bit of time. And then since another update, that's now disappeared. But I think it will come back. So that feature, I'm sure it will be there because it's a real frustration for lots of us that you might have heard a song or you know of a song that you want to use because of the specific lyrics. Yeah. Um, Right now, currently, when we're recording this, it's not available or maybe it's not available to me. It might be available to some people. But I know that that feature is bound to come out at some point so that you can search for a very, very specific song. You might be searched by artist or title or something like that. But at the moment, the best way that people find audio and music for their reels is from other people's reels. Yeah, yeah. I do that. I do do that. Which is a bit of a chicken and the egg thing because someone must have created it in the first place. Yes for it to be able to even be on there, um, which is where I think at the moment, you know, while there's lots of updates and things rolling out, some people have certain features and some people don't. And I know it will just, it will just come and everybody will have access to it. But how I do it at the moment is if I see a reel that I like and I think, oh, I could use that audio, I will save the reel and save the audio to then use in mine. Yes, I do the same. But I think it was just this week Someone did something really clever. I'm like, how did you do that? <laughs> how did you do that? I just thought, do they just know all these songs in their head? <laughs> and they just know the lyrics and they just know it matches the real and their idea. But no, it's very, very clever. Okay, so we have covered stories, reels, feed posts, carousels. I think that leaves IG Lives. Yes. So any video content that's over a minute is now classed as Instagram video. Oh, and video. So it used to be, mm. yeah, it used to be IGTV and then you've got lives as well. So it's all classed as Instagram video now. So it's all under the same tab on your profile. That means you've got the option of a pre-recorded video or a live video. Good. Okay. And then were there any others that we forgot? I feel like there's one more. Is that all of them? That is all of them. There is guides, but guides are a little bit less, uh, they're not as popular. They're not, uh, yeah, they're not ideal for businesses because they just sort of, uh, they're like a collection of posts so that you can't use them in the same ways for businesses and entrepreneurs and, you know. Are they more for product-based businesses? Yes, I would say they're more product-based or if you, who does them really well? There's people that I know that are like 
bloggers yes and so they use their instagram as like mini blogs so they can categorize blogs in that kind of way so um it works slightly differently fantastic okay so the piece de resistance hashtags i recently (laughs) messaged you about hashtags because they're the bane of my life Please I don't us. know why they bring everybody so much, <laughs> so much stress. stress. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, everything about Instagram is stressful. But talk to us about hashtags. What are they? What should we be doing? Why are they so annoying? <laughs> why are they so you? annoying? <laughs> I could do a whole webinar on why hashtags so annoying. Um, <laughs> okay, let's go back, right? Because at the beginning of Instagram hashtags were really, really effective in grouping people's posts so that everybody could post about the same sort of thing together and they would all be in one place and it'd be a way for people to network and find others that are interested in that. Right. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But over the years, Instagram have introduced an algorithm and they have introduced hundreds, if not thousands of updates. And what's happened is that hashtags have become less and less effective in being able to connect people together in the way that they used to. And some of them are so overused that that they don't even function anymore. You know, the ones that are in the millions have thousands and thousands of posts that they're being used on every day. So people can't even see what's on there. So the effectiveness of them has really, really dropped and people still feel like they're a major part of your strategy and what makes a good post. And I like to think of them more as, you know, the cherry on the top of the cake, the little sprinkles on the top, because they aren't going to harm your post in any way, but they might not do the job that you think they're going to do. And there's other factors that will encourage engagement and make it successful and make it reach people in other ways. Okay. Does that make sense? That's yes, me saying, don't worry about them. They... Yeah, no, I appreciate that. But then it just leaves me with questions because if I, after this conversation, were to go to Instagram and never use a hashtag again, how are people going to find me? Not my people, new people. Through reels, through being so... shared on stories, ah. by turning up in the explore page. If you've got like a really engaged post and Instagram go, oh God, this is good. We might pop this on the explore page. So there's other ways that are a little bit more effective, in my opinion, than hashtags. I mean, everyone's got their own opinion on Instagram. Everyone's an expert yeah. and has their own has their own opinions based on their own experience. And I know some people have grown and developed their whole business using hashtags and have a really good hashtag strategy, but there's a lot that goes into that. And I yeah. think for the average person... They don't, don't the work as well. You don't have the time and you don't haven't got the time to be putting hours into hashtag research when I think something like using reels can give you the same kind of return, if not more. Um, and they're more fun. Yeah, so I'm hearing you. So put your energy, for anyone that's listening, maybe put your energy into reels, be strategic using the tips that you mentioned before mm-hmm. and not sweat. The hashtags. Yes. Is that more or less a good recap? <laughs> yes. I mean, um, if you can think of three to 10 relevant hashtags for your post, add them. That's absolutely fine. 
If you're location-based, it would be good to put a couple of location-based hashtags on there because they're not going to do any harm, but I wouldn't pin all your hopes on growing on Instagram by the hashtags that you use. Okay, got it. Thank you. I think I do have about 10 to 15. And there is that pressure because people say use 30 and I have never been able to come up with 30. And then you don't want to just add them for the sake of adding them. To depend on the post, some might have more than others. And reels, I just like to do five because by the time I've thought of the real idea and recorded it and faffed around with all the text on the screen, I'm just over it. Like (laughs) I don't want to think about 30 hashtags at that point. So that's really, really helpful. So I know, as we mentioned in your bio, but I had like the inside scoop, that you are starting your own podcast. By the time this episode is, it will be live with a few episodes in. But would you like to tell us a little bit more kind of what inspired you to start a podcast and how you plan to use Instagram to grow it? So really, it's because I started listening to podcasts over lockdown and during the pandemic, I sort of dived right in with listening to podcasts And I just found them really, really accessible and a really easy way for me to learn stuff and for me to connect to people because then I felt like I knew tons about that person and the people on the episodes and I felt really connected to them, especially at that time when we weren't connected to people. And I was like, you know what, this could be a channel that would really suit me because, you know, when I was looking at other ways that I could market my new business, I was like, I don't really want to start a YouTube channel and I don't really want to do this and that's not going to suit me. But talking, yeah, <laughs> talking I can do. And I think as well with my teaching background, I'm used to telling people and talking people through s- steps of how to learn something or how to do something. So I think it sort of just naturally comes in the way that I, in sort of like my teaching style. And so I thought, you know what, that's probably going to suit me. And then I was a guest speaker on a podcast and I absolutely loved it. And I was like, absolutely, I'm going to have to do this. This is going to be my thing. And I just spent a little bit of time working out, you know, a concept and chatting to you about the planning and everything. So Tales from the Gram is my podcast and it is a combination of solo episodes from me with Instagram tips and marketing tips and advice and all the answers to the questions that you have on Instagram, but also um, some episodes with some guests who are people that I have connected with over the last five years on Instagram and we've built a relationship and I know that they are amazing at Instagram as well. Lots of them have grown their business on Instagram and have a huge insight into the platform as well. So I wanted them on there to share their tips as well as sharing mine. So I'm hoping that you can get the best of both worlds from me and from them all in one place in nice little bite-sized episodes. Brilliant. Well, I know you've been working really hard on this idea for a few months now. I'm really excited for you. And of course, you've already got a bit of a following on Instagram. So what are kind of your goals or aspirations for the podcast? How do you see it help grow your business and vice versa? So at the moment, while I'm sort of in the sort of launch phase of it, I suppose, I'm promoting it on my Instagram channel as if I was launching a new service or a product. It's the same kind of like launch process um, where you do feel like you're talking about it a lot. 
and yeah. that's all you're talking about but that's kind of the point of it yes um to get people to jump over to it and listen to the trailer and, and all of that and the idea then is that you know once they've taken my tips on board hopefully they've had lots of success hopefully they feel like I've helped them that they then might then reach out to and use some of the services that I offer either the one-to-one coaching or I have a management service or I've got lots of resources that are going to come in the new year that they may feel that they're going to be suitable for them because of how much I've helped them in the episodes that I've already put out there. Fantastic. So 2022 is going to be an exciting year for you. And I'm sure we will touch base in a few months and, you know, you can give me the down low on how it's all going. Well, before we wrap up, I would love it if you could tell our listeners about your guide. I know you mentioned more resources in the future, but I know you have a free guide at the moment around engagement. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so um, lots of entrepreneurs get really wrapped up in the content that they put out and their whole Instagram strategy is all about the content that they're constantly putting out. And I only think that's half of your Instagram strategy and the other half comes from how you engage with your audience and how you interact with the followers that you have. So I've put together a little guide with my top tips in for interacting with the followers that you have, encouraging engagement, some ideas about how you can get them talking back to you to stop the tumbleweed on your posts. Perfect. I think I'll have to download a copy myself. I know (laughs) for a fact that I need to do a bit more engagement. I post consistently, but engagement tends to, and I definitely need to use my stories more, look at them more. So I'll definitely be downloading a copy myself. Well, thank you, Lorna. This has been so educational. I have follow-up questions, <laughs> but this has, I have to get you on again in the new year. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Please let our listeners know where they can find you online. Obviously you can find me on Instagram. That's probably the best place to track me down. That's where I hang out the most. Yeah, at, <laughs> at Lorna and the Gram. And yeah, all the links that you need for all the other stuff are in my bio on there. Perfect. I'll make sure all the links are included in the show notes. Thank you again, Lorna, for joining us. And we will definitely speak soon. No problem. See you later. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts until next week keep calm and podcast see you then